Hello and welcome to the Horoscope Vault, a podcast that explores the world through the lens of astrology with a view to supporting you in making confident decisions throughout your life's chapters. I'm Charlie, an associate member of the American Federation of Astrologers and astrology reader for radio's The Bob and Sherry Show. And this episode today is a special. It's all about a huge astrological conjunction, one that hasn't happened since 2008. In fact, there's been a lot of shifts lately that are the first of their kind since back from around that time. But this one is fated, it's karmic, it's a doorway to walk through that could change your life and an opportunity that you don't want to miss the meaning of because it won't happen again until December of 2038. So stay tuned and take notes if you really want to make the most of this cosmic gateway. I haven't spoken much about Chiron in any episodes yet. It's one of the deeper facets of astrology as it is an asteroid rather than a planet. So Chiron was discovered in 1977-ish and was associated with the mystical realm of astrology as the wounded healer. In the myth that became part of this symbolic story, Chiron was born a centaur, the upper half a man, the lower half a horse. His mother was so disgusted by his appearance that she abandoned him and he never knew his father and ended up being fostered by Apollo, god of the sun, music, prophecy, poetry and healing. Now, like most stories passed down through generations, there are different versions of the myth. But the gist was that Chiron was either wounded in the leg by someone or somehow accidentally wounded himself. And in both cases, the wound was considered incurable. That was it, done. But being immortal, Chiron was kind of doomed to just live existentially with this incurable suffering. But he wasn't having that. So he said he was ready to trade his immortality and by proxy the suffering for the release of another god Prometheus. So quick side note, Prometheus was said to have given the gift of fire to humanity and because he did this, apparently that was not allowed, he was punished by being chained to a rock. A huge, gigantic, monstrous griffin was then set on him that pecked out his liver daily, even though it grew back each night. So in this exchange, it was that Prometheus was released and Chiron took his place and subsequently died. So that's pretty intense. How does that channel in any way to the symbolism we use in Western astrology for Chiron now? Well, Chiron is about the quest for healing an incurable wound, with the answer being that the healing journey starts within the self. To learn the art of healing and then to share or exchange this art with another. There is more to the story. Chiron then reincarnated, connected much better to his origins, aware of previous wounds without allowing them to cause continued pain. And other themes to do with the story of Chiron, and therefore its presence in a natal chart or in your life, is the experience of falling from grace being an outcast, walking through darkness, knowing the whole time that there is light, it's just on the other side. It's about the path of healing being to do directly with the wound and not trying to 
kind of scurry around or circumvent around it. In her book, All About Chiron, Barbara Hand Clow describes this asteroid as intense and also ruling near-death experiences. So this might be literally near-death, but that's not the common development. It's more like the death of something to do with the ongoing experience of the wound in order to be reborn, wound less, so to speak. It's a point that puts maximum pressure on a situation with the emphasis on maximum. And illness or disease of the self or the mind or just the general experience can be part of that wound that needs to heal. So in short, Chiron is about some kind of injury and maybe more specifically a pain or an injury that's been around with you for a while that needs healing or one that has cropped up as a physical manifestation of a deeper wound because it needs some attention. So on Monday 19th of February, Chiron, this wound experience, makes a conjunction which means it shares the same degree of the same sign. So it's in the same place. It's like shaking hands with the North Node. So the North Node symbol in astrology is actually part of a pair. There is a North Node and a South Node. The North Node points up, the South Node points down. These nodal points are highlighted on a chart within the Zodiac based on the Moon's position to the Earth and the Earth's point as it moves around the Sun. So it's the intersection of the Moon's orbit with the Earth's orbit. And I think I'll probably put a special front cover for this episode to show those points, just for a better visual. And these points act like breadcrumbs, a breadcrumb from the past, kind of offering some information. That's the South Node. And a breadcrumb towards the future, the North Node. These points will always be in the exact same degree of opposing signs, always opposite. In a personal chart, the South Node in its sign and aspect offers you a clue to what skills that you have naturally, often said to be carried over from a past life experience or just something that you naturally gained or you are naturally good at based on the first 36 years of your life if you don't necessarily subscribe to past lives and reincarnation. The South Node tells you the tools that you lean on comfortably. And the North Node tells you the skills that you need to work on curating. That opposing North Node is symbolic of unexplored territory. The South Node is described as what you should be moving away from, but there's a little bit more to it than that. It's more like what you shouldn't lazily rely on indefinitely. Instead, you should use those skills and the symbolism of the tool that that offers to help you navigate towards the future-based North Node. So in short, the North Node is unfamiliar stuff. It's something new to you, talking in terms of a personal chart. It's something you've got to learn and curate and you have to work hard to master. It's to do with your future purpose. It unlocks the future. So it's a challenge that's worth it. As with every and any opposition seen in astrology, there is a need for balance brought about through the involvement of external influences. An opposition is always going to be an external influence, usually in the form of other people. And mastering this challenge of an opposition, specifically talking about the South Node versus the North Node, results in growth. And the idea or ideal of your quote unquote heaven, because again, the North Node is pointing upwards. 
And we often connect moving up with progression and moving down with regression. So all of this background symbolism comes together today, February 19th, 2024, when Chiron meets the North Node, where wounds from the past, Chiron's incurable wounds, are identified as preventing growth towards the future if they are not dealt with. Last time this aspect happened was June of 2008, happening in the sign of Aquarius. And back then its theme was all about healing from wounds to do with following or not following your dreams by making a decision, choice or move that was at that time very unpopular with those people around you. Back in 2008, something you did or thought or embarked on that was to heal yourself. Others perceived it as maybe a bit rebellious, when in fact it was purposefully, correctly and karmically revolutionary. It's the signs and degrees that give further detail to these symbolic aspects, happenings and experiences, and a lot of astrologers just gloss over the degree meanings and tend to stick to the celestial orb meanings, which just makes it seem like every Chiron and North Node conjunction is always about healing a wound, and it's integral to understand how and deciphering the specifics of that wound is what is necessary in making progress. It's not just a repeated pattern that happens every so many years. There is a different theme and flavour to it each time. So what is the theme and flavour for this conjunction? What are you healing and how are you healing it? Well, the last one in 2008 was about the pain of making a decision or a move that nobody approved of. This particular one is about cleansing yourself of any conditioning held from parents, teachers, guardians, partners, or any close connection of any kind, where you have either compromised to keep the peace, or you followed suit doing something someone else's way, just to be accepted or to try feel part of something. It's an inner realisation that some of the values that you've been abiding by are actually not your values at all. There's an element of lost independence, not necessarily individuality, but independence. Those two are related concepts, but they refer to different aspects of personal identity where individuality pertains to the more unique and distinct qualities that make you who you are. While independence refers to your ability to think, act and make decisions autonomously without having to rely on others. It's just self-reliance. So this conjunction, this fated experience, is about healing any loss of independence that has come about from trying to people please and keep others happy. It's about realising where you have gotten lost in doing this whole thing called life on your own terms because others have either guilted you or in some other way kind of contaminated you with their incorrect or superficial ideals that once you pick apart, you don't actually agree with. With this realisation comes some almost guaranteed agitation and possibly a moment of dilemma, but the gift of truly awakening to yourself is worth it. There is a harshness in the present moment, which may be enough to make you want to turn and run or search for ways to distract yourself and continue to repress the needs that you've already been holding back. But the wounded healer theory is about correcting and fixing that pattern taking steps towards fixing the hurt. So healthy arrogance is a thing here where you can and should stick to your way 
and take the energy of pain, take the disturbed feelings and turn them into something creative that is yours. You have to put on your pioneer shoes and courageously decide in favour of a new adventure despite the possibility that others will rain on your parade. The key word of this conjunction is withdraw. So it is time to withdraw to protect yourself from the threat of an opponent who just seems, I don't know, way too powerful right now and withdraw in favour of being by yourself in some way for the benefit of healing. Where each sign feels withdrawal is going to be different. Aries, it may be to do with letting go of something that may have been literal abuse or recognising where you are currently being mentally or emotionally abused or where your spirit or your life direction and choices have been dampened by others. Maybe you've overcompromised because of fear of rejection or because of taking on too much of someone's criticism. So withdraw from anyone who demands you do life the way they say. Taurus withdrawing into isolation and not seeing it as pain, instead seeing it as a blessing, is possible. This is about healing by retreating, as in going to a literal retreat or through travel. Gemini withdrawing from a friendship that is done and dusted may be necessary, or withdrawing from a project agreement, something that was never going to go the way you needed it to be done, and so you need to remove yourself from the whole thing. Cancer withdrawing from family dynamics that have prevented your career progress. Or kind of shaking off the need to please others, which has involved sacrificing going in the life direction or professional direction that really means the most to you. This is about what you sacrificed in terms of achievements and pursuing your professional goals because of others. Leo withdrawing from a dogmatic person, someone who promised you the world and didn't deliver. Or withdrawing from a mental guru disciple, teacher, student kind of connection. One that taught you beliefs that you now realise you don't want to follow. This could also be withdrawing from travelling. Virgo withdrawing from intimate connections or detaching some commingled things that need to be untangled. Joint ventures that no longer work as joint ventures or paperworks that you shared in connection with another. Libra detachment in an interpersonal relationship is needed because your presence has just been unappreciated. This is withdrawing from one-on-one connections that feel unhealthy or connections that resemble or are literally to do with childhood memories that are painful. Scorpio detaching and withdrawing from habits or giving to others before yourself. Anything that has made you feel guilty for taking care of your own needs now requires space to heal. Who makes you feel bad for putting yourself first? Or be real about how your own habits have become conditioned by other people's routines and now have you feeling limited. Sagittarius, this is about discovering where your own bad childhood experiences have crossed into the behaviours of your adult life in a painful way. Capricorn, this is about other people's ideals of what a family should look like that are not necessarily in alignment with your own. Withdraw from tradition. This isn't just about birth, family, but also birth, land and location too. So it may be honesty regarding how a location isn't what feels like home. It's how you feel yourself and wherever you go that can bring comfort. Aquarius withdrawing from unsolicited advice, whether that's you giving it or receiving it. That might be a feeling like you need to speak up and say what you think, or it may be not knowing or having the words to say that is a sign to withdraw, maybe to better focus on putting your words into your own actions for your own personal life benefits. Pisces letting go of how you were taught material stability should look, 
and creating economic dynamics that fit your vision. There might be some really outdated methods that, in following them, have now got you stuck into this repeated family pattern that is actually unsatisfying to you. So withdraw from the fear that comes with trying to do things in a more individualistic and self-governed way, or withdraw from outdated ways of handling finances and resources. That's it for this episode, wishing you all the power to withdraw however you need to. And if you feel like this aspect might be hitting some personal notes in your chart, then you might want to dive into the full depth of withdrawing through a mini chart reading, which is linked below. Stay tuned for more unique astrology episodes. Until then, bye!